0: We're all in business for a reason. The problem that so many small business owners have is that they go in 10 million different directions, not really sure which way to go. Listen as your team of experts, Jennifer Glass, Daniel McCrane, and Patricia Rezzatillo, go through what you need in your business to really make it stand out and benefit you, because it's it's the the bottom bottom line that matters. matters.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of It's the Bottom Line That Matters podcast, where we are dedicated to your success. A lot of times in business, we pick up new tools, whether it's an app that we can use in our business, it's a new software system, it's an actual hard physical tool that we may be using. Very often, though, we get it and sometimes we set it and forget it, to use the old uh, Ronco term. We need to keep in mind though, that when we're making that investment in our business, whatever it is that we're doing, we need to be trying to figure out how do we use that tool. And by the way, I am talking to myself right now because (laughs) I have bought so many apps over the years that I simply forget sometimes that I even have it. And I know Patricia, you and I were having a chat offline that I need to create some sort of inventory even. And this is something that we can talk about deeper as we come into this uh, conversation. But it's how do we really use the tool if we invested in it for our business? So as I bring Daniel, Patricia, as I bring the two of you in, um, how many times have you bought something? And I'm going to ask you the same question. I cop to my own. Uh, problem. Have you guys done the same where you bought something, tried it once, maybe never even tried it, and kind of forgot about it after that, and it was just a lost investment.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> here's an example, and and, and this wasn't a it, like an app or anything. It was actually hosting that I was paying for and not using at all. So I was spending $45 a month on my hosting this last year and not using it. I had some sites sitting there, but I wasn't doing anything with them.
1: Then we have to talk and remind you about my hosting company. Yes, that's a (laughs) complete separate thing. Did not mean to put that plug in there, but yes.
2: Yeah. And when I realized what I had done, I made sure that I got it canceled in fact, I need to go back and double check and make sure I got it
1: canceled. <laughs> yes. Oh dear. It's always uh, an interesting thing.
0: Daniel, what about you yourself? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm sure I've done something like that. Um, the The one that sticks out to me that's probably the worst <laughs> is um, my CRM. I pay for my CRM monthly and I do a horrible job of using it. It's not something that I bought and I forget about. It's right there staring me in the face. Uh, Maybe I should do something with this CRM, but I'll go months without opening it. And I think, why do I have the CRM? And then I need to do something for marketing or, or track a client or something like that. And I just have this internal battle with myself going back and forth all the time with my CRM. And I keep thinking, maybe I could pay for something cheaper, uh, but then I can't find anything that I like. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, idea. I
1: can get you for $400 lifetime <laughs> a system so that you can stop paying every month.
0: Well, maybe I just need to take myself round back, slap myself a little bit and <laughs> have that conversation. <laughs> there you
1: go. But in all seriousness, I mean, for my CRM, it's actually a pinned tab on my browser. And when there's activity in it, Chrome actually will even send a notification on my primary screen that I have a new notification and it's coming directly from that system. So if there is a new conversation, there's a new whatever, I'm not going to miss anything in it. Because of the importance again of a good CRM, but that's a different conversation and maybe something that we can uh, talk about on a future uh, episode. And I'm putting it actually on our list because, again, you got to plan everything, right? If you don't, if you um, fail to plan, you're planning to fail. So Mm -hmm. we're planning here, even going out different episodes that we can be sharing with all of you. And again, we thank all of you for listening, Um, even if you are listening just to our internal conversations sometimes, um, which is by the way, some of the best content that we've recorded, I think, but again, totally separate. Um, So how do we make sure that we use those tools that we acquire?
0: Well, to me, I think the most important thing is to recognize that there is going to be a learning curve with a new tool. And Jennifer, you mentioned several that might be software based tools that we're going to use in the business. Uh, but this, this could even be physical tools. Maybe you're installing a new machine in the shop or something. Maybe you've got a new tool that you're going to be taking out to the field. Uh, I think we need to acknowledge that there will be a learning curve to learn how to use that tool. That's step one so that you will actually take the time to learn how to use the tool. The other thing that we need to recognize is using this new tool the way that is promised uh, that it will perform for us or the way that we hope it works out in our business means that there will be a change. We will no longer be doing things this way. We have a new tool, which means we will be doing things this way and we know as humans we're all creatures of habit we don't like change so if it's easier to go back to the old way of doing things we may be hesitant to adopt the new tool even if we thought hey even these maybe it's 50 bucks maybe it's a hundred you know hundreds of dollars maybe it's thousands of dollars for this tool uh will all be a waste if we don't agree that we need to learn how to use it integrate it in our business so that it is so much better than the old way of doing things.
1: Yeah. Without a question. And especially if there's a physical tool, you don't know, even if it's the exact same model that you had before, but you just needed to replace something, you don't know if it's going to act the same way. And so like Daniel said, that learning curve that's there to know, um, as an example, if it's a, you know, a circular saw, does it run at the exact same, um, speed can't think of the word right now, but the exact same speed, RPM. um, or yes, RPM. Thank you. Um, or is there, you know, a funny thing like this part of the blade doesn't cut as well as, you know, the others. So Grit. there's a lot of those kinds Glasses. of things that you're going to be learning as yeah. you're testing everything out. Yeah.
0: Yeah, those kinds of things. And, and so as you approach that new tool, uh, you spent the, the money on it. Um, so don't get yourself in a point where you're like, oh, this is too hard to use. I don't understand. Uh, when you sit down in only the, the first 60 seconds. It doesn't mean that the tool isn't good if you can't immediately grasp how to use it. You may need to spend a little bit of time learning it.
1: Absolutely, and that's one of the big keys. Just, again, take the time, like Daniel said, and learn how to use it. But let me ask you, when you are getting this tool and you're deciding for the business that you need to acquire it, there was logic that was there to justify the purchase. Why would somebody not try and use it?
0: I, What I have seen, and this is where my advice came from with some of those opening remarks, what I've seen is people will not set aside the time to invest in learning how to use the tool. Yeah they they will buy it they'll set it on a shelf and if it's software that's figuratively they'll set it on a shelf and then they will not create the time to learn how to use the tool to learn how to integrate it and i have seen that time after time after time i've seen that in large corporations where a corporation spent millions of dollars to buy a software tool and bring it in and then not set aside time for training team members to learn how to use it and of Absolutely. course it's going to be used yes
2: yeah yeah so if you're selling a tool have some means of getting people to open the box take the stuff out whether it is it's, it's literal because it's a thing if it's if it's software, or if it's online. You have to have some kind of onboarding process that
0: mm-hmm.
2: really, you know, it's little steps and it does something towards the whole, and it, it 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 moves them into using it immediately. Because if you lose that immediately, you know, you're going to lose ninety percent or more of your actual customers. You know, if it's a a recurring thing, you know, then they'll say, oh, well, I'm not using that. I'm just going to cancel
1: and they're gone. Right. And that's why you want to really make sure that everything is really easy to use and even check in with them.
2: Yeah. And
1: here's a perfect story of checking in. I purchased something a week and a half ago or maybe two weeks ago. And a couple of days ago, the founder of the company sent me an email asking for a review. And I wrote back, I said, to be honest, I haven't had a chance to test it out yet even, let alone, you know, be able to review it. And I said, my hope is that within the week, I'll be able to actually put it through its paces that I can see how it is and how it can work for my business. And that's exactly what my intention is. At some point this week, <laughs> I am hoping to be able to do it. Um, we know I that noticed... life again, and we spoke recently about work-life integration, but we know how life sometimes gets in the way and other meetings take priority. And I mean, this week, I haven't been walking away from my desk before 11, 1130 at night um, all week so far. and. I mean, that's a whole other story, but yeah, I mean, again, and we spoke about the idea of, you know, um, setting boundaries, but again, as it relates to, um, the tool. So we spoke about some reasons why it may not make sense or why some people may not use it immediately and why we have to really just try something. And again, like I said, I'm talking to myself. I'm talking with all of you as well, because we all are guilty to some level in this uh, situation. But if we're looking at what it is that we're trying to do and getting access to these tools, is there any other idea just in terms of, again, inventorying what we have so that we don't forget about all of these things? And again, in big companies, they're going to put that little barcode even on every fixed item that they have because it's scanned into a system Mm -hmm. but as a small business one two people we're not doing that Uh, i don't know any one two person business that actually barcodes everything and inventories even the printer the computers and the screens and everything else that you've got i mean heck some companies even inventory staplers um Well, you know, it's an asset
2: and you need to know what you have and how to allocate it and, you know, what tax benefits you can get from it and all of those different things. And if you don't have it in your system, you know, then you can't do that.
0: Well, Patricia, I know you've spoken in the past about some kind of tracking mechanism, inventory mechanism for software tools.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I don't even use it as well as I ought to, but... I when I when I buy something a new program I like to go into my Trello and I have a, a Trello board that's my business binder and I have one get my terminology right whole thing is the board I have one list where I go and I put you know the name of the program and maybe I'll even take a screenshot of the logo and put it in there um I have, you know, login information. I have, you know, just some little pieces on it so I can remember what it's about. (laughs) And that's part of my onboarding, my onboarding process. It's to document that, because then you don't have to go scrambling through your emails for how long trying to find that login information. You can look at it and just scan it and see what you've got. Oh, I already have that. I don't need to buy it again.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Things of so, that nature. So I'm kind of curious then, Patricia. So does the act of inventorying that piece of software tend to cement that in your mind that, oh yeah, I have that? maybe A bit. I use it. it helps. Okay.
2: And the hope is <laughs> that when I'm on, certain software sites, I can remember to look at this thing before I go and buy something.
1: Is that the same thing, like tying a ribbon around your finger and yeah. saying you got, you know, you're gonna remember, cause I don't know, I mean, for me sometimes, why the heck is there a ribbon on my finger? Is the better question? Yeah. Um, I, I hope that it
2: it's it's a part of the, the ritual, if you will, so that i don't go and buy the thing again it helps it helps to cement it in my head that i have this thing
1: okay daniel i'm curious to know what do you do in terms of your systems
0: i tend to be pretty minimalistic i guess is my approach (laughs) I tend not to buy a lot of software. <laughs> um, so I, with the exception of my CRM, which I was just talking about, um, I pretty much use everything that I buy uh, because that way it's easier to keep all of it in my head.
1: I can tell you on my side, I even have a bookmark folder with the apps that I've purchased that it goes directly to the login screen Mm. but the problem is though is you don't necessarily always remember every time that you're looking at a new app and there's certain sites when they write the copy on the particular app it's like oh my god I need this now and you figure out like a year later wait a second I haven't even touched that thing but I needed it so badly And again, it becomes one of those things. And personally for me, SEO apps, I think I bought like four or five of them and I'm looking at it thinking it's not really doing a whole lot of different stuff, but yet I have four or five of these different apps that do things. And so I've learned that I need to really do a much better job at that in terms of the process. And again, whether it's inventorying or remember to look at that inventory list. And again, it doesn't have to be as involved as a Trello board. It can simply be a spreadsheet where you list out everything and you at least have the category that it's in and the link. So that way, at least you know that that's there. And if it's something that you pull up and you look at before you make future purchase decisions, You can at least go there and you can say, right, I've got it or not. But as we wrap up our conversation, Daniel, Patricia, any final thoughts?
0: Schedule some time on your calendar. I'll go back to that. You bought that tool for a reason. Take the time to learn how to use it and figure out how to integrate it into your business.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you were thinking something when you bought it. Mm-hmm. What was it that you were thinking? Yeah. And and take and as you're doing that, put it into your inventory, however it is that you're inventorying.
1: Absolutely. It's just taking action, getting something there, knowing what you're doing. And like Daniel said, just schedule time, do it, and make it happen. A lot of us are good at some things and we're terrible at others. And the hope is that by listening to this show, we're at least helping you start thinking a little more strategically and critically in terms of some of the things that you're doing, included in scheduling time and using the apps and tools and hardware that you may have for your business. We, again, thank you so much for listening to our show. And if there are other ideas that you'd like us to be covering on our episodes, please reach out to us. Let us know, you know, I was listening to your show and it got me thinking, I'd love to know more about this particular topic, um, whatever this is, let us know. And we may uh, cover that episode for you. And until next time, this has been another episode of It's the Bottom Line That Matters podcast. And until next time, here's to your success. Thanks so much for listening to another amazing episode of It's the Bottom Line That Matters podcast. We're all about helping the small business community grow and reaching as many people as we can. And the algorithms on the podcast programs love reviews. So if you loved what you just heard, consider leaving us a review. And even if you don't, I'm sure you already did, but consider sharing our episodes and our podcast with your friends and colleagues. Sharing is caring and here's to your success. Thanks so much and have a wonderful
0: day. It's the bottom line that matters.